feel like some accordion music. Is that okay? I kind of look like an accordion today. I looked in the mirror and I couldn't believe it. And I'm clean shaven. I feel good. And I'm losing weight, but I still look like an accordion. I don't know how to change that. Welcome to Hughes from the Heart. This is the free edition. If you like what you hear, for God's sakes, join the podcast, will you? We have people listening now in 45 countries. We have people in, let me look at the latest uh, stats here. Give me half a second here. I'll tell you right now. People listening in 45, let me see if this changed since yesterday when I checked last. 45 countries, 768 total cities around the world. I want to thank my top countries, the U.S., Germany, France, Canada, United Kingdom, and Japan, followed by Australia and Brazil and India. Top cities for Hughes from the Heart, Frankfurt, Germany, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Novato, California, Columbus, Ohio, San Francisco, California, Sparks, Nevada, followed by uh, two cities not too far away from where I live in western Washington, Olympia, the capital, and Seattle. Thank you very much for all the listeners all over the world. I am imploring that you join the podcast. We're barely keeping the lights on, folks. I can't do this forever. And uh, we're basically losing money on the podcast. It's sad. It's only a dollar a month. If everyone listening to my voice right now were to join, we would be self-sustaining. And I could probably do this for a living. Seriously. We got a lot of listeners. Not so much in terms of subscribers, though. So... Please join today. You can go to patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes and try it out for a month. It's month to month. I don't lock you in for like six months or a year or 20 years. Month to month, you can get in at a dollar a month. That gets you one podcast a day. Not bad. Not bad. And uh, that's three pennies a day, by the way. And these are stories to add levity to your life, to add joy to your life, happiness, and help you live a, a, a more productive, healthier, happier, longer life. I think that's worth three pennies a day, if you ask me, when the average person spends three, four bucks a day on coffee. So thank you very much for being here. I want to talk about a story I saw on CNBC, and a psychologist talks about the number one sleep killer, and it takes just a few minutes to fix. Would you like to hear about it? Of course you would. That's why we're all here. You saw the title of the podcast, and you're like, wow, I have trouble sleeping. I want to see if this is the same reason I can't sleep. So this psychologist has worked with hundreds of patients to improve their sleep through a form of therapy that I'm a big fan of. I went through some of this therapy with one of our children and they were having a difficult time and a lot of things going on in their life. And we went to cognitive behavioral therapy and I absolutely loved it. I'm a big fan of it. I'm not going to claim to be an expert on it, but you ought to look into it. If you are looking for therapy, maybe cognitive behavioral therapy is best for you. It may not be, but you ought to look into it. So through their research, the psychologist found that the number one sleep killer isn't being on your cell phone late at night or even a crappy mattress. It's rumination. It's something that I think only humans do. I don't know. Maybe the apes do it. I don't know. But I know that my dogs probably don't sit around going, yeah, boy, I didn't I didn't pay the car payment on time this month. Oh, man, what am I going to I remember that time when I was a puppy and I was so unhappy. I remember that time last week. I was so depressed. I was, 
I'm thinking about this, that, or the other. I don't think dogs do that as much as we love our dogs. If you look at a dog, the pure joy on a dog's face, I love that about our dogs. Maybe the number one thing I do love about them is their unadulterated joy. They're like the joy that a child experiences, except the dog doesn't ever grow up. The dog's always joyful in the present moment. The child gets jaded as they get older, sadly, and society tries to mold them into a piece of clay to be what the society wants them to be. And they end up losing that. They end up losing that bounce in their step, and none of us as adults really go skipping through Walmart, singing a song, and wearing silly T-shirts. Most of us don't do that as adults. We kind of not so much grow out of it, Society makes us grow out of it. I think we'd be a much healthier culture, if you ask me, in Western society and around the world if we skipped through Walmart singing a song and wearing silly T-shirts. Just my opinion. But rumination is something that's hard to stop, and it is deadly at night. I mean, it's deadly to your sleep when you start ruminating at night. But most of us ruminate. People say, why do we ruminate at night, man? Why at night? Well, because your day's over. It's harder to ruminate. I have a very long work day. I have about a 16-hour work day between two jobs. And I don't have time to ruminate. I have to be on. Whether I'm doing the radio show or I'm working as a control room operator at the county jail, which is a fascinating, life-changing job. I should do a whole podcast on that one of these days if you're interested. I have some stories to tell after just three months of working there. But I'm so busy. I'm always on for these jobs. There's no time to ruminate. So most of you are like that too. You're out there building a house or fixing a car or painting or writing a novel or whatever it is you do as a profession. And there's no time to ruminate as much as at night when you're sitting there. I mean, what's there to do when you're at the... Uh, it's kind of like sitting under the Bodhi tree, right? I mean, there's nothing to do at that point except to think about things. Your mind starts wandering it's dark. I remember Ernest Hemingway once said in one of his books, it might have been The Sun Also Rises, I can't remember. But basically, the things that scare us during the day can eat us alive at night, right? Or even the things we don't think about too much during the day can eat us alive at night, something to that effect. It's because you're laying there in bed, you've brushed your teeth, you're done for the day, and you're just laying there and you're trying to fall asleep. If you're me, and I know I am, I fall asleep right away. I don't need any coaching or help. I don't think about anything other than how exhausted I am, and I just go to sleep. Not everyone is so lucky. Many people ruminate, and rumination is a sleep blocker because it keeps the mind aroused and usually about troublesome things. If we were ruminating about winning the lottery, ruminating about how wonderful our spouse is and our children are and how life is so wonderful, it wouldn't be bad. I mean, rumination is terrible because most of us ruminate about negative things. We have tens of thousands of thoughts every day, and I hate to break it to you, but most of them are negative. So your attention gets drawn back to these negative things over and over and over again. And you're laying in bed, and it's hard to fall asleep when you're worried about things. And most of the things you worry about tonight are going to be the same things you worried about first thing when you woke up this morning. And tomorrow, rinse and repeat. You're going to start worrying about the same things. And studies show that most of the thoughts we have are not only negative, they're repetitive. They're the same ones over and over again, which is part of the rumination. So what do you have to do? Your brain's job is to consolidate information and build new synapses by dredging up moments and memories from your day, even the things that upset you during the day. 
the best time, according to this article, to get ahead of worrying is during the day when you have important things to do, don't have time to get caught up in that mental loop for hours and hours, as we discussed a moment ago. Here are two ways to stop ruminating at night, and they only take about 15 minutes to do, and I want to share them with you on Hughes from the Heart. Worry early. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of dumb, but worry early and set a timer, really. Set aside 15 minutes during the mid to late afternoon just for yourself. Call it emotional worry time, as the author of this piece does and the researcher does. Make sure you don't get distracted by anything or anyone else. Some of their patients have locked themselves in the bathroom to avoid being disturbed. Some will go for a walk, even during a lunch break, let's say. And once that timer starts, give yourself the freedom to worry about one topic at a time, not everything. Worry about the car payment being late. Worry about whether you're going to get the job or not. Go ahead, worry. Go ahead, do it. Knock yourself out. But do it for about 15 minutes and do it early in the day. Do this two to three times a week and you'll start noticing that your rumination at night starts slowly fading away because you got this out of the way early enough. No one's saying not to worry. Ideally, we wouldn't worry ever, but worrying's a part of our DNA. I hate to say it. We're wired to be worriers. From the earliest people, we were worriers. So it's ingrained in us, and it's not something we're going to be able to kick 100%. Next thing we can do is practice constructive worrying. On a piece of paper, create two columns labeled as a problem and as a solution. Come up with a short list of current issues you're dealing with. Focus in particular on what you're likely to ruminate about tonight. Under the solutions column, come up with the next one or two steps you could take to tackle each issue. And the goal is to chart out a plan for how to get started with actionable steps for tomorrow or within the next few days. You're not trying to solve it completely. Fold the paper up, put it next to your bed, say to yourself, I have a plan. I have a plan. Say things, you know, repetition works. I have a plan. Some people that the uh, researcher has worked with will even reach out and touch the piece of paper. Bearing witness to the fact that you've already spent focused energy on these problems can release your mind from puzzling over them at night. Just letting them go. Have you noticed that the harder you struggle with something, the harder it is? Really, I mean, that's how people drown. I mean, they panic. You, When you swim upstream, does that feel good or bad to you? When you go with the current, doesn't that feel better? The more we focus on things sometimes, the harder it makes them, and the more it pushes us away from them. The universe has a tendency to do the opposite of what we think intuitively will happen. We think that the, if we think more about money and we think about more about, you know, the, that we're going to bring money to us. Oftentimes, the money comes when you're least thinking about it. Have you noticed that? The relationships and the love and the happiness and the friendships come when you're least trying to find them. People always say, you know, I found love when I wasn't even looking. Yes, that's when you find love. You don't necessarily find love when you go out and you force yourself to go on a date or find Miss Wright or Mr. Wright. You don't find it then. Generally, the money starts flowing when you let go of the tension about money. And you say, you know what? The money's coming. I feel it. And just let it go. And then the money starts coming. But the more you fight for the money, we've all been in that situation. I've been in it more times than I'd like to admit. And sometimes I'm still in it. I'm in it with this podcast. And that's scratching at the walls, wondering where everybody is, where all the subscribers are. I kick myself every day, wondering where we're not at a million listeners already, for God's sakes. 
and half a million subscribers at least. I kick myself all the time. And sometimes I think the harder I try, the more people push away from the podcast. So I, I don't know. If I knew how to attract the people into this podcast, we'd be at a million listeners and we're not. So I'm trying every day, but I'm trying to not try so hard, <laughs> to not push so hard. And it's the same thing with our worries. Just kind of think about them. Give that 15 minutes you know, attention during the early part of the day, early afternoon, and then let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Do you like my singing? You don't like my singing? Okay. I guess I won't sing them. That's fine. No, no, no. No, really. That's fine. Okay. We don't have to. No, don't worry about it. Not going to do it. All right. Well, thanks a lot for being here. It's Hughes from the Heart, the free version. And if you'd like a podcast a day instead of the couple of months or <laughs> once a week or whatever I'm able to do here on the free stuff, by all means, join the podcast. Please join it today or make a donation to my Venmo, which is Radio Spencer. Even if you Venmo me a buck or five bucks, it helps to keep the lights on. I bought some very expensive equipment to improve the quality of this podcast. I work a 16-hour day. I'm you know, trying to provide for a family and do this as a love affair. I love podcasting positivity. I was kind of a negative guy on the radio for a long time, nationally, for many years. And it just burned me out. Burned me out and made me very, very sad that I spent that much time on so much negative energy. And now I'm trying to make amends to myself, to my family, and to the world with good vibes and good energy on Hughes from the Heart. And if you like what you hear, please leave a four or five star review, even if you don't want to give a buck or five or 20, even if you don't want to subscribe, which I can't understand why you would not for a dollar a month. People all over the world can afford that a dollar a month. Then at the very least, take three minutes of your time, that's all it'll take, and leave me a four or five star review. Could you do that? HughesFromTheHeart.com slash reviews. It would mean the world to me, and it would really, it's not an ego thing. It's uh, something that brings visibility to the podcast. We all know that, that the more positive reviews a restaurant has or a book author has, the more people find the restaurant and find the author's books. It's a, it's a fact of how the algorithms work, and I need you to help me out with that. If not with a subscription, if not with a donation, then at the very least, tell people about the podcast and leave a four or five-star review. Those two things would help a lot. HughesFromTheHeart.com. Of course, the website and everywhere podcasts are found. Maybe you found us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts. We're all over the place. Again, thank you to all my listeners and friends in 45 countries, 768 total cities all over the place. Imagine if you were a subscriber. All my friends in Brazil, in Japan, in Canada, France, Germany, the U.S., in Columbus, Ohio, in San Francisco, California, or Seattle, Washington. Look at these cities. Anchorage, Alaska, Denver, Colorado, Manhattan, New York, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Whistler, British Columbia, Loveland, Colorado, Shafter, California, Aurora, Colorado, Paradise, Nevada, Lakelet, Ontario, Chicago, Illinois. Look at it, San Jose, California, the Woodlands, Texas. You're out there listening, but you're not subscribing. So please subscribe today. Patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. Try it out. It's a buck a month. What are you going to lose, a dollar? And if you're already on the free content, you know kind of what to expect. Thanks a lot. Much love to all of you, and we'll talk again real soon.